I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Yo, you know how long it took me to learn how to do that? Too long. Not very long. That was your that was your thing at the college talent show. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just gonna make the predator noise. And you probably would have won. I got second place. What? I got second place at the talent show. Oh, you actually did it? No, I'm making this up. I'm just going along with your shit. <laughs> I thought you actually did it. No, why would I do that at a talent show? I'd be an idiot. I'm <laughs> Dude, but no, remember that guy that won because he flipped a a water bottle? I think that was a joke. No, he won, though. <laughs> Let's get to the episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're here. We're here. We're back. We're doing our episode. Oh, you know what else is back? That film, We're Back. You remember that? Mm. The, the, ch- the kids movie that you fucking ripped on I thought you said we weren't going to talk about that film it's not a good film I'm sorry it's that a you're... great movie please I need a shout out to the film we're back just so I can feel proven right it's a bad film it's a kids even as a movie. kid I'd have been like it's a great kids movie John Goodman is a T-Rex right who dances and sings down Central Park it's not a good film. It's a good movie. I care about you deeply, but this film was Man, awful. Man, fuck off. All right. So today is going to be our brap cap. This is going to be the episode we talk about 2018 films. 2018 was a hell of a year. There were some high points. There were some low points. There were some bitch moments. It was a weird year. It was movies. an odd movie. Odd movie year. Like there was just so many different kinds of movies that yeah. came out this year. Probably the biggest comic book movies ever came out this year. Yeah. Two yeah. of them. Yeah, definitely. Great comic book movies. Some pretty odd comic book movies. Some not even released. Right. <laughs> that we're supposed to be. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, so we're going to hear talk about it. And we're going to talk about some other films that weren't comic related. So this is just our rap cap of 2018. Movies. Movies. Oh, yeah. Cue the commercial break. Are we not doing that? We're not doing that until later. Shit. Are we doing it now? <laughs> break by. Break by. <laughs> What was that? You moose? That was a plane. <laughs> that plane needs to land because there's some fucking <laughs> wrong with it. Welcome back. We're going to talk about the best comic films. Now, we kind of both wrote lists, but we have some marginal differences. We generally have the same. Is our list in order? Of what? Just the of best. release? I, I did it in order of my favorites. Okay. Okay. I, I'm pretty much on on path with this. Although yeah. I do think 
that your third one is was that 2018? Yeah, they came out the same year. Okay. It came out the beginning of 2018. That's why it's nominated for stuff now. Well, that's a good point. Yes, you're right. All right, so let's get to it. What's your number one? I think this is probably everyone's number one minus uh, something that came out recently. Infinity War. Yep, Infinity War. I mean, best comic book movie of our age. Yeah, I would say it redefined comic book movies not like movies not cinema history but i think i think it redefines it can history. yeah and i told you about this how i feel like infinity war is our generation's empire strikes back absolutely like we don't have something like that right. and this is ours most 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 films go this is the empire strikes back of a movie and we've talked about this and we're like no no this, this is, is the empire strikes back people are going to call it the infinity war part one of a film because it just leaves you going what (laughs) and i'm literally i can't wait for the sequel and honestly i think it's one of the it's a movie that broke my rating system so the way i rate movies is very specifically yep and i realize i'm like nothing i rated this film the way i rate other films it'd be a 17 out of 10 and i'm like uh i need a new formula this is broken (laughs) it doesn't work yeah, it's it's for me that's the dark knight as well. Like I just can't rate that objectively. Yeah, I cannot compare it to other films cuz it's just not fair. Nostalgia otherwise like I was literally having fun every second of that film. It's it, the editing is amazing right? in that there, movie. It's it's un, un uncanny. Like I feel like we're giving it more praise now than we did when we reviewed the episode. Well, it's kind of like you you sort of But we just watched it, it like 2 days ago and I'm just like how did they do this? This is they're like, geniuses. This is not even eye candy. This is just eye sex. This is sex for the eyeballs. Apple's new eye candy. Eye candy. <laughs> sex uh, for the eyeballs. Sex for the eyeballs. I, I honestly, I, I don't even like. Now that I've watched it again, I don't think I have any complaints. I'm just like, yep, it's just solid. I mean, we had a couple like I was like, well, why wasn't Thor there originally? And then you were it, like, man, or well, why? Why did Gamora? leave to go well, why did he head thanos. to thanos if she knew he had the secret I, yeah I, that was stupid. even even still now that i'm thinking about it, i'm like well she really... didn't know that he knew that she knew you know it's like that friends episode it's still silly when she knows who he is like it's a he's, perfect movie he has i'm starting a cult and i will kill you, if you, di- if you disagree. well anyway like i said it's it's basically a perfect film anyway it's regardless. super enjoyable if you haven't seen it, then you a dumb Where bitch. are you? <laughs> have you been dead? Have, uh, have My mom probably hasn't seen it. I I don't imagine she even knows what it is. I don't want to make a comment about my previous statement because it might insult your mother. Well, remember when <laughs> remember when we kept telling her we, we were going to see it? She's like, again? And, oh, then, yeah. and then my sister said that she saw it again, too. She's like, what is wrong with you guys? Well, She's like, Emma's seeing that or woman is seeing that movie again too well your mom doesn't believe in trash cans so (laughs) she ain't gonna listen to this it's fine she doesn't even know i have a podcast (laughs) all right uh let's get to the second one on the list uh this one was pretty good uh i mean again it's hard to compare 
it's hard to compare films, but Spider-Verse was really just something really unique that I think Sony was like, we want money, and then a bunch of really talented people got behind the wheel and just made something great. I think it's like kind of a Wonder Woman situation where they're like, whatever, this isn't going to do anything. Just, and then it's just like, holy shit. Not did, that Wonder Woman is yeah. just as good, but I think it's that type of thing where they just let them do whatever they wanted. I feel like it was originally a cash grab, but then very inspired minds came together and made a right. great film. Or when you think of like Far Cry Blood Dragon, like that's probably right. the best Far Cry experience that they've, yeah. that they've made. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes some people are just like, we want money, you guys just do whatever you want. And these people just, you get the right minds in a room and something great happens. It has great chemistry, great characters. It's, I would, I would argue it's the best main Spider-Man film since 2007. And also, it has its own thing going on. I would even argue on. 2002, maybe. Mm. Or 2004? Well, no. 2002 is the first. Yeah, yeah. Toby so 2004 Maguire, is Spider-Man 2. But uh, it also... I think they did a great job of making it their own as well. Like, right. There's nothing better when a movie captures the essence of what it's based off of. And it's its own thing. It's, it's something that's new. what we. That's the whole point of our fucking podcast. It's what we want. You take the old, make something new, and make mm-hmm. it good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the same thing. I don't know why. Like, like my biggest problems with Spider Man Homecoming. I'm like, okay, you have a totally new hero, you have a totally new plate, and you still do some of the same shit. Like surprise villain connection to a villain that actually has no relation to your character. I'm like, that's. Only from the movies. Also, artistically, like, again, I'm just tired of Marvel movies where they use the same editing, Even the same movies. color. Mm-hmm. Well, Marvel, is they have a specific reason, which uh-huh. I'm like, dude, you have the money to be creative with cinematography, which kind of leads into my next one mm-hmm. a bit. But just literally again i sex i candy but it it fits with the story and the narrative right for a spider verse yeah i i just i i can't think of something i didn't like i'm actually upset at myself because i didn't see it more i've been busy but it was still out yeah especially it just won uh Golden Globe for Best Animated Movie, so it's not going out of theaters anytime. Yeah, yeah, gonna, probably, yeah it's cash, gonna be back cow. in there. Yeah, <laughs> but the, 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 I think that Cash Cow paid a lot better than they thought. They're like, oh shit. Well, you know, it's crazy. That's probably the first Spider-Man movie to ever win a Best Picture. Oh my award. god, that's kind of sad, but also kind of amazing. That's amazing. Damn, that's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three is what is number three. The Black Panther. The Black Panther. We got to mention the Black Panther. It did a lot of things for a lot of people. A lot Mm -hmm. of actors in Mm -hmm. that movie are now in a lot of movies. Surprise. Surprise, (laughs) motherfucker. I I am not dead. (laughs) Everyone thought this movie wasn't going to work at the time. People (laughs) thought this was not going to work. Maybe Uh, not you. A couple people on my YouTube channel keep making weird comments about it. And I'm just like, it's a very successful movie that's very well talented. So... I think it's just those people who didn't think it wasn't going to work. No, there was a lot of people that were like, why would we want to see this character? We No one cares. How are they going to make it work? And it did. Again, took source material, made it their own, and it fucking worked. And I, I think that was a very inspired movie because they, they took a while to find that director, uh, the mm-hmm. actor. This was like a very meticulous project. Uh, yeah. As opposed to, I feel, Spider-Verse was kind of like, well, I mean, whip, I'm not gonna... zip it and dip it. Well, the the director always works with Michael B. Jordan, so they're like thick as thieves, so they don't really count. 
Okay. In terms of, you know, trying to be different. Right. But everything else was pretty meticulously chosen. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, like, yeah. The, the soundtrack, they were, this was a yeah. very inspired. That's a long one, too. It's a, lo- it's a long ones. one. I have one issue with the film, and I won't go into it right now. <laughs> but overall, it's a very solid film. If it fixed that one issue, I think it'd be a 10 out of 10 for me. Well, my issue Maybe. with with one issue with the film is the fact that... um. In Wakanda, uh, it doesn't have, like, a color to it. Yellow? No. Like, there's... It just looks like your standard Marvel movie, you know? I I think I understand what you're saying. I actually like the way it looks, but I think, like, from a cinematic perspective, you were expecting something more. You were just expecting... D- in terms of just the coloring. A thematic Of city. the film, yeah. yeah. I actually like it because it, it's the perfect blend of of, of ritualistic and um, modern with technology. I really like the, the kind of style they went for. For building its own Wakanda, I just feel like it's a really solid take on it. But I think I, think I understand what you're saying for most of the Marvel films. Th- they haven't been as experimental as some of them. Like your guardians of the galaxy or uh even infinity war there's just there's a little bit of color that is missing yeah and do you know the reason why yeah i know the reason why you've said on this podcast 20 times well for people that are new to this podcast marvel tries to keep the same color and the same dps and everything for consistency so they have literally the same editors and colorists on all of their movies so they don't have to do much work. It's like a conveyor belt. And I mean, it's kind of like, it kind of goes both ways because the movies are all connected. But to me, I'm like, well, you have so much money. You have an opportunity to make something look unique. And I think Black Panther did that a little bit. Especially, I think all their money went to the fucking costumes. Uh, the costumes are great. I think the other places of Wakanda are really great as well. Like what? The fields, the mines. Of uh, the vibranium themselves, the nightlife, the not the Dora Milaje. What is it? The 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 Chibani tribe, or I can't think of the name of them, but the basically the man ape tribe, Mumbaku's oh, okay, yeah. tribe. Well, that looked very CGI. That was my issue. I, I, I and again, the the lighting is just flat. It doesn't mm-hmm. have much like depth to it because it's not creative lighting. It's just lighting to to see perfection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm, really my only. I understand issue. what you're saying. I I just don't like when they do that in movies like Thor because the 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 first four original Marvel films, the, like Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, they're all edited colored color wise very differently for very different themes, and I think that kind of works better. I feel like Iron Man and Captain America now can have the same color. Well, it's distinguishing the right. the movies themselves because it's a different story. So uh-huh. I I understand where you're coming from. But I feel like, you know, because Thor looks like the, has the same color as Winter Soldier. And I'm like, the Thor is, yeah, no, Thor, Thor, Thor 2, Thor 2 looks oh, exactly oh, like yeah, Winter yeah, yeah, Soldier. Yeah, yeah. He's in that. Right. Well, not only that, but that's when they, they started getting streamlined. Like you said, that's when they really did it. And I'm like, Thor's on a different planet. Why does he look like? Why does it look like DC? In yeah, it should Soldier? be more like Guardians, right? Or different, just different. Like Thor one, I loved the contrast. Well, I mean, just very like colorful, right. saturated, different, different lighting and everything. That being said, I kind of disagree with you with Black Panther. I think Black Panther was a very visually appealing film. 
I wouldn't despite. say all of it. I'm just saying some of it just looked. It could have been. Okay. Didn't have much depth. Looked flat. On Fair occasion. Enough. Or I feel like because there's so much CGI, there could have been more like real sets. Okay. But it's all green I screen. Agree. So green screen, everything has to look even toned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So what what is our next movie? We agree on this one as well. Los Incredibles. Dos. Dos. The two. Oh no, sorry. The two Incredibles. <laughs> the two Incredibles. Just the two of them. You put Incredible too. I put Incredibles, and for some reason, because you had to take over the list, you spelled things wrong. I didn't write Incredibles. He, yeah, you did. I you did. redid the I list. Think, I didn't redo that. I think you, you spelled it the wrong. List, my friend. You're blaming me, but you. Anyway, wrote it. <laughs> The Incredibles two. Uh, what what do we have to say about it? Uh, Mrs. Incredible thick. She thick. She liked that otter. I may have bought some Mrs. Fantastic. Not Mrs. Fantastic. <laughs> she thin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she she thin and she thick at the same time. It's 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 the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that movie was just great. It was fun. I, w- I don't know if it, it was like a seven-year good film, but it was really enjoyable. Well, he wasn't going to make a sequel. Yeah, I know. But Which I I mean I would have been fine with either way. We could wait another seven years for Incredibles three. Well, there was things we didn't like about the Incredibles. I don't. There's a few things I don't really quite remember. I, I remember the ending. We were just like, okay, kind of saw it coming and it kind of came clean. But uh, all around a very fun film. I think it was all pretty well balanced. I didn't like how Mister Incredible was like a fucking bum in this film. I think I I mean. <laughs> He's a fucking bum. He's a bum. Like, like he like like I don't mind like him staying at home and being the dad. I thought that was amazing. But I'm like, you made him look like he's not very good at being a superhero. Like he did a lot which of Which isn't th- true. Yeah, which I'm like in, in the Incredibles one, he freaking broke an indestructible robot. I'm like, he's incredible. But now I'm just like, he's Mr. More than Average. <laughs> he's Mr. Average Bear. Well, what I think is funny is like they probably started making this movie a long time ago, huh. but then with like Me Too and women like, you know, rising up and shit, it's just funny how that kind of timing all comes at the same time. Because I am I guarantee... I don't know how much that had a part in it. No, I'm just saying the coincidence of yeah. everything. Possible. Because I'm sure people were like, what the fuck, Mrs. Incredible is running the show now. Uh-huh. But it's like, it was probably just either Disney waited because mm-hmm. it was finished and they're mm-hmm. like, all right, it's all about the ladies this year, guys, uh-huh. or just coincidence, sheer coincidence. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a strong move. Like, I liked the focus on her, and it's kind of just like, you know, you can't do Mr. Incredible story because that was the whole thing in the first one is that he yeah, tried to re-become a superhero. Up. Right. So it's kind of like, well, we'll do it with her now, which made sense. So I didn't have an issue with that. I just, I loved that scene where Mr. Incredible's like, math is math. Because that same thing happened with my dad and me. When I'm like, well, I have to do it like this. And he's like, I don't care. Just tell your teacher this is the better way to do it. I'm like, but dad. (laughs) And he's like, math is math. (laughs) I just, that like hit so so home on such a level. Uh, That's funny. I love that. You can tell a parent definitely wrote that scene. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, you can tell it's a very family-oriented film. And it it works. Those voice actors must be older because I'm like, their voices oh, yeah, for sure. yeah they'll, they have to be just really good voice actors well they can generally keep the same voice they're already adults mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying they can't they couldn't have been kids because their voices would have changed yeah except for maybe the kids that's what i said no i think their voices especially would have changed over seven years yeah jack jack was great y- yes jack jack was great with uh edna or whatever her name yeah. was that was amazing i 
I think it was a perfect sequel and a and a really fun film. And I actually want to see it again right now. So, yeah, very solid. All right, uh, number five, which a lot of people don't agree with us on. Don't know why. Do they not? Yeah, a lot of people are like, it was okay. It's uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. We I really like that movie. I had a really good time. Way better than the first one. Yeah, I would say it's much better than the first one. Uh really like that director, and we kind of watched that director's debut recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, what What's the director's name? Do you remember? Peyton Reed. He did the infamous Bring, Bring it, it On, on. with Kirsten Dunst. Six Degrees of Separation. She is also Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. Boom. Super connected. No, Six Degrees. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The whole Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But uh, I think it's really interesting you mentioned that he also wrote that. And I'm like... It's a good movie. He he did? (laughs) Why did he write a a movie about cheerleaders? It's a solid cheerleader It's a solid film. And I, I really enjoyed this film. Sure, there were some like people are like, well, the time, the, 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 the growing physics don't make sense. I'm like... Dude, it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, what did you, what do you expect, honestly? I mean, I, I kind of get what they're coming from, but I'm like, at this point, th- like, those movies are not meant to be taken that seriously. They're just, And it didn't. No, and it didn't take it very seriously. There's some things that we talked about, like what we wanted or what would have been cool or what we wanted more focus on. But all around, I thought it was a really great film. It's, It was hard to watch that after Infinity War. I think the timing of the film was awful. Because right. you're just like, what the fuck? happened well it's because the scene at the end would have confused people probably yeah 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 for sure i'm sure that was just thrown in i'm sure that wasn't even the original script which is stupid but i would have thrown that in later i guess they could have not even put that in there and i would have been fine with that like if ant-man just showed up in infinity war 2 and he's just there and everyone's like where have you been what the like maybe he just disappeared but Uh it doesn't show that he's in the microverse he's Uh just gone Right. I think that would be more interesting. I still have to see what they do to make sure that uh, maybe there's a reason we don't know yet because we don't really know how he comes back yet. So maybe there's something we're missing. But other than that, solid film, great performances, uh, good storytelling, and it broke a lot of... um, Tropes? Tropes, like a bunch of tropes. And I was like, I'm sure Peyton Reed's been watching all these Marvel movies being like, why do we all do the same fucking thing? And he just did his then own thing. there's just a big ass mouse behind him with like a gun. Yeah. Ha Fucking do it, bitch. <laughs> Use the same color editor, bitch. <laughs> no. Mickey Mouse <laughs> is about to be uh, uh, not copyrighted anymore. Not Steamboat Willie, but Mickey Mouse. Really? Yeah, his things run out. We'll see how Disney handles that. They're not renewing it. Like a ton of cartoons now are... Uh, copyright free. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, porn galore. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why, <laughs> why is that the first thing that came to your mind? <laughs> because that's usually what happens. You'll just see like Babs Bunny or whatever the fuck her name okay, is. Okay, like, I do not. On, I do not. No. Stop. I'm saying if you're on torrent sites and you're just trying to get like, you know, I need Infinity War before it comes out on DVD and then there's just like porn of like cartoons. I have made that mistake with Minecraft. Yes, it exists. <laughs> I did not expect that. See? What's worse, it was in the games file. <laughs> it was in the games like section. That's just fucked up. Because what if a little kid downloads that? That's not funny, man. Yeah. I don't mean... F- I mean, it's funny that you downloaded and watched it. It's a little funny because I'm an adult. Yeah. But the just the fact that, that like... That's... Obviously, that's kind of a malicious thing. Although that kids did. shouldn't be torrent. I mean, no one should be torrenting. Never. I don't torrent. I don't. 
I gotta run. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? How did we get to Ant-Man? Okay. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Uh, it was a super solid film. I just think it's funny that Peyton Reed was just, just going against all these tropes, he, like making jokes about it. He's like, why do you guys just keep using the word quantum entanglement? You know, the science fiction, just keep using the same word again and again. Or it's like, we're in disguise. No, we just look like us at a baseball game, you know? Yeah. It, just, it just made fun of itself in the Marvel films. And it was great. Or, you know, Lawrence Fishburne being like, he'd be like, I'll go kill his daughter. He's like, no, you won't. She's a little girl. She's out of this. And she's like, okay. Like, you're right. Having a villain yeah, you're right. be logical and be very kind without having doing that. I have your family at hostage risk. It broke a lot of tropes for a movie. And it didn't really affect the flow of the film either. It was still a really good film. Yeah, and I think that's the best kind of villain. The one that can... You can reason did, with. You understand. And yeah. Respect. And, well, not even just that. Just has a duality. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see Black Goliath. I mean, Goliath. He used to be called Black Goliath. That's not a thing anymore. He's just Goliath now. Oh, why is that? Why is it a thing anymore? Because comics... Sounds a little odd. Comics aren't are as racist as they Black once were. Black Goliath. Which is <laughs> <Just> regular Goliath. <laughs> Any Goliath. <laughs> All right. And then, I don't know. Are we going to say this one? It technically is a very source to screen. So we haven't done an episode on this. And a lot of people... As of yet. As of yet. And a lot of people may not know of it. But yeah, say it. Blades of the Immortal. We saw this. It's based off a manga. manga and anime. And that turned to an anime and now is a live action adaption. And it's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. It's... It's By Takashi Mike, who's like directed over a hundred movies. He's a very famous Japanese director. It is surprisingly just a, uh, an amazing film that it it doesn't really work if you watch like only American movies, but as just like a film overall, it's super unique and it's kind of like if an anime was mixed with like a Tarantino style film with like a Guillermo del Toro kind of story. Like it's just like this it's weird. Got, it's a fusion of so it's many. It's a different fusion things. of so many it's things funny, that it's none of those things at the same violent, time. It's violent. It's got drama. It's got shit intense you situations. An amazing action. Great choreography. Great camera work. Like you were saying with uh, Aquaman, just that, that that far distance. Like I don't know how I would film any of that. I not that way. I think that's what's crazy too, because now it's kind of like. I feel like film is shifting to where everything had to be close-ups. You had to capture the emotion in people's eyes. Now it's like you're looking at everything from far away to capture the emotion or intensity of a scene. So it's kind of interesting that film has shifted in that way in the modern age. Mm -hmm. But um, anything else you got to say about Blade of the Immortal? The movie's fucking amazing. Just like, I think it was on, I think we watched it on Amazon, but I think it's on Netflix now. It's just, if you want to have a badass time with the dude that's half dead and has a shit ton of blades that he carries around somehow, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. You will have a kick-ass time. It is a great film. Movie. Don't don't eat anything with noodles when you're watching the oh, film. Oh, yeah. It's, there's but maybe, a lot of gross-out moments. Uh, maybe eat like a nice, not even soup. I would eat us. Uh, have some, have some cheesecake. Have some cheesecake. Yeah, have some cheesecake. Maybe cheesecake. Maybe a, a some, some gummies. Yeah, maybe not gummies. Depending on the gummies. Oh, never mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, maybe a nice Philly cheesesteak. Um, there's one movie that we didn't put on here, but we just reviewed. I just realized what Aquaman. 
No, it was on here. Let me see. I put that in my surprise because I was going to leave it as a surprise, but well, surprise. It's not a surprise. It's not like we, we released the movie, but I'm going to put it there. I'm just going to say it. We, we can talk about it. how it was a surprise. We'll get to that later. But the fact that it's on our list is not a surprise. No, shut up. All right. Let's get to some of the worst comic book movies then. We'll get to that later, I guess. All right. So did you want to take a break or did you want to just... No, we got to go through worst, then the break. Oh. Oh. Okay. Ooh. All right. So worst films we've seen this year. And this isn't... Oh, wait. This is the comic book movie section. Okay. So... Number one, Venom. So Venom, Venom. I'm kind of mixed why you put this on the list because we both agreed we had a good time. It's on both of my lists, and I was <laughs> going to explain that. Okay. So I guess if we want to talk shit now, then talk praise later. So it's let's admit the movie is not very good. It like, has weaknesses. It has a lot of weaknesses. There's something wrong with this film. <laughs> it's actually funny because I was watching the... Tom Hardy is not in it. Maybe that's the problem. He's in it. it the joke doesn't work. Everyone knows he's in it. <laughs> he's not in it. Uh, it's Henry Cavill or some other bullshit English actor that's in every comic book movie. It's it's him, man. It's him. Just get over it. It's not Tom Hardy. What's funny is uh, Honest Trailers Ed did Hardy. an edit of it, and there's like a solid three minutes of them just having science talk, and I'm like, I think the writer focused so much on the movie making science fiction sense that they didn't write a compelling story. story. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, I don't think Venom's first story should have been about all the symbiotes. I think it's kind of hard to bring them in. And it, it and there's some things that I think if they just shifted elements around, you could have had a really good film. It brought all the core aspects of um, Lethal Protector, but um, as a as a film, it does fall short in some ways. But I felt like if it came out ten years earlier, if it came out before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if it came out before, before Infinity War, that's for sure. Yeah, if it, it came, came out, out the same fucking year. It's it's it it. Unfortunately, it uses trends from past decades. But I bet if this movie came out in 2009, people would be talking mad hell how great this film is. No, it would have to come out pre-2008. For Iron Man? And Dark Knight? I guess. Everyone's on that hype. Okay, 2007. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. That was a great year for film. Great year for film. Anyways, I just think that... In this current time, it seems odd, but what the fuck do we know? Because it's breaking hella records. <laughs> They're making a sequel, so They're they did something right. So maybe it's like Holmes and Watson, where it's like this movie can't be this bad, so everyone went to see it. Maybe it's doing really well though, especially in foreign markets. So what is the second? Yeah, worst the story's comic? so bad. There's not a lot of like dialogue or talking. But we're gonna pass that, anyways. That's well, the how second it works. worst comic movie. Deadpool 2. Ooh. That movie sucked ass. It, it was bad. Ooh. If you like Deadpool 2, it's probably because you like Deadpool 1, and they just fed you the same fucking movie, and you didn't notice. The movie is the same movie in itself. Yeah. Like, they just reverse everything that happened in their own movie. So I'm like... Oh. Also, I'm really against the fact that they killed Vanessa, spoiler alert, just to, like... Bring her back. Just to bring her back and use it as a plot point. I'm like, that is literally the definition of a refrigerator woman. That is, which if you don't know, it means killing a woman or having a woman die for the sole plot of edging on the protagonist. And, you know, it's because they didn't want to have her kidnapped again. They couldn't just find a more creative role. So they're like, we got to kill her. (laughs) I think it'd be interesting if he had a kid. 
and well, they killed the kid. I, that'd be really dark. I mean, Deadpool comics have definitely gotten that dark, so I'm not saying no. Well, I feel like that's what the director who got fired would have done. Probably not. I don't know. I feel like he would have done something really wacky. Wacky. Wacky, wacky. Um, yeah, I think firing, I think Ryan Reynolds firing, uh, what was his name? I forget his name. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Sorry, bro. Yeah, he was uh he was a really it was his first time directing, and I think he nailed it on the head. And I this think movie he got relied by his contract. Um, yeah, he really relied on the first one. Uh, the, Ryan Reynolds just didn't want to take a risk. His name was Tim Miller. Tim Miller was his directorial debut was Deadpool one, and Jesus, what a masterpiece that was. It was a very inspired film that had a really shit budget and it made something amazing out of it. Well, you know what's crazy about the movie is that it was supposed to happen. They made that like that little footage. sequence that got released and uh, it happened. Died. Yeah, it, that movie happened that based off a leak. Is crazy. That leak was really old. Too. Yeah, it was like 2007. That was right after Wolverine Origins. So I think it's 2008. That is fucking nuts that a movie got made that way. Right. And it's it's amazing of how great it was. And that's why I was really upset that the sequel was super subpar. There's like, it's again, th- there's a lot of movies that have like good sequences. And I think the main issue is like our generation is very much about like sketches from like YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of movies just make good like five minutes here, five minutes there, but there's, yeah, there's like as a cohesive story or as a cohesive, like two hour movie, it's just like, eh, well, yeah, this part was really good. And then it falls flat again. It's like a lifeline that just keeps dipping up and down. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Cause what I, I could see a producer being like Ryan Reynolds going, we need a truck scene. I want this scene and that scene. And it had that, and then these other scenes loosely tied together, like Cable walking into their freaking house and going, I need your help. That's just like a really lazy way to write. Yeah, they're just writing jokes and then writing situations, like, situations around to get the joke to those scenes. rather than writing the story and then writing the jokes around the story. People really disagree with us on this, but it fucking sucked. It's, I mean, as a film, it's not good. The best jokes were just reskinned or reused from the first movie. The, the the movie had like three minutes that I died laughing out of two hours, and it was literally all slapstick. It was good slapstick, but I mm-hmm. think, yeah, that's not gonna last. Like, it's that doesn't. It's not gonna last forever, you know. Also, what sucks is the problem with these Deadpool films is they're very they're gonna be very dated. Like yeah, a lot of these jokes saying. won't last more than five years. That's what I just said, yeah. But this movie had jokes that don't work now. Like there was like they were talking about dubstep. I'm like, yo, dubstep has not is is very much past its its phase. Like it's hype. So when they're like, oh, I love dubstep, I'm like, why are you including that? That'd like be making a Fortnite joke. It was just a lot of it was cringy. I didn't enjoy the movie. I can't even think about a redeeming quality except the the holy shit balls juggernaut song which i thought was really great or the holy shit balls <laughs> holy ryan shit balls. reynolds shooting his himself like they could have just made that and i would have been like cool deadpool 2 is amazing the sequence at the end where he's like reversing everything oh. he shoots himself when he's reading the green lantern script oh yeah 
Which what I'm saying is like that's probably what the third movie is gonna be. But yeah, it's more of the, the same time travel was stuff. kind of fun. But that's what I'm saying. Like this whole movie could have been a time travel adventure. Is Ryan Reynolds gonna be in Infinity War two? No. Why would he be? I don't know. No, he's not. Okay. I say so, so it's not gonna happen. Right. But I really I'm not calling it Endgame. It's a I stupid. Think, name. I think Avengers Annihilation sounds cool. Well, Annihilation came out in 2018, so maybe they didn't want to like copy it. Annihilation Conquest. Call it by the comic. Or just Conquest would have been cool. Avengers Conquest. Mm. It sounds like a video game, but it still sounds better than Endgame. That just sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Ender's Game, which is a really shitty movie. It's funny because I completely disagree with you, but I spoke to three people at my place of work and they all <laughs> said that. Like, I didn't even ask them. You they all said it them, sounds man. like Ender's Game. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, anyways, the next two are films that were supposed to come out this year, but they didn't, and it probably means they suck dick. <laughs> well, no, I think it's more to do because it's Fox. Mm. So I think it's they're like transitioning maybe. I don't know. Well, they still want their money. They still want their cut. Also, they were still doing reshoots of Phoenix like last year, yeah. even though the movie was supposed to come out in the summer. Yeah. They just wrapped like the reshoots. Like mid, mid-2018. mid yeah. And it's supposed to come out in July. It did not. No. So uh, to eliminate the mystery, the movies are New Mutants and Dark Phoenix. Uh, The New Mutants had a trailer. It had had one teaser in the theater. And I was like, I was like, is this New Mutants? I'm like, oh, that is New Mutants. And And it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it looked interesting. It looked like a superhero horror film. It looked like a show also. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, that's interesting. I'm, I'm on board. And then I haven't seen anything since. I haven't even seen like a poster. Nope. It was supposed to come out in April. Ugh. Before Infinity War, like a week before. And then just it disappeared. So I don't know what's going on with that. Interesting. The movie's done. Sometimes that uh, it, it very rarely happens to superhero films because they're almost all blockbusters. But I mean, I a lot think of films were... just get held until there's like a good release date. Well, I know, but usually those are like dramas or something like that. It's right. rare that it ha- they spend a saying. shit ton of money. Like it's not very on both of those. Yeah. So we, I mean, they'll probably be bad. So they're on our worst list because I expected to see both of those this year, and I love X Men. So mm-hmm. disappointing. Thanks, Fox. Thanks, fuckies. Fuckers. I mean. <laughs> I mean, fucks. Hashtag sponsor us. Fuckers. <laughs> so there's that. And uh, then uh, the peace de resistance. The peace to this de list. shit stance. Predator. Predator. <laughs> that movie sucked. One, I have problems with Shane Black because he ruined Iron Man 3. He also ruined the Predator, so... He ruins two for two. Look, okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell every producer tail. in there. I'm gonna tell every producer in the world <laughs> right now how it works. Shane Black, awesome director. He can only direct one fucking thing. That's buddy cop movies, and they generally are better if it's during Christmas. You know this. Don't have him do anything. Don't have him do Iron Man three. Don't have him do the Predator. This guy's is really funny though. Well, it's not. Well, it's a buddy cop movie. Yeah, but it's Which not has during Christmas at the end. Does it? Yeah. No. Yeah, there's Christmas at the end of that movie. Oh, I thought that was like the weird thing about the film was it didn't. Okay, so he can only direct buddy cop movies that have Christmas involved in the film. Yeah. So if it doesn't have those things, don't fucking hire Shane Black. I was shocked that he got another blockbuster after. 
Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. Iron Man 3 did well, especially in, um, you know, Asian markets. So, you know, don't don't hate him. Don't hate the player. I hate the game. But straight up, I really hate the game after this dude. He fucking ruined the Mandarin, which, by the way, is an Asian supervillain. How did they fuck that up? And how did it still do so well in Asia? How did this all happen? Um, but, uh, yeah. <sighs> and you just showed me an article of why Shane Black loves Christmas. Yeah, he puts it in every single one of his movies. I'm aware he does this, and it sucks. The Predator movie was bad for a bunch of reasons. One, well, it it was a you had a bunch of great of talent, strong opening. It had a very strong opening. Decent actors, awful script. The entire premise is is bad. The premise, if you haven't seen it, is a predator is a fugitive of the Predator planet, and he's coming to Earth to deliver a package to help defend us from predators, which this this destroys everything you know from the common predators. Now, I have a friend who reads a lot of predator comics, and he's saying that some of this is based off comics, so we'll have to talk about that when we get yeah, there. Yeah, but not the poor script writing. No. Not that ending. Well, that ending was so Maybe we'll do an stupid. episode on it. Maybe. But what I will what I will say is it destroys everything I know and like about the Predators. Even the Predators movie directed by Michael Rodriguez was really good compared to this. How about Alien vs. Predators? That shit's dope. I actually really like those movies, even the stupid Requiem one, even though there's like a lot of sex. And, well, it's, you yeah. get what you paid for, Alien vs. Predators. It's not trying to be anything else. Just yeah. take the humans out and it'd be That's what I'm better. saying. I'm like, just take out the humans. I don't need to connect on an emotional level. level. I came I, I to see, see Alien vs. Predators. predators. Exactly. Exactly. I don't care about Jimmy trying to take, you know, I'm like, Alicia that, to the prom. Eat that bitch. I don't care. Yeah, and that's all they're there for is to get eaten anyway. So you're like, why are we why are we even playing with yeah, this whole like it's emotions? Like, thing? Will the humans win? I'm like, fuck no, they won't win. There's aliens and predators. Yeah, it's like A V P who will win. We're like, we know it's not humans. It's not A V P They're not even in oh, the Oh, plus there's some yeah, dudes over they're here. They're not even in the title. They're not in the title. They're not the focus. <laughs> But yeah, uh, this movie was garbage. They had they lobotomized one of the predator dogs, so it's kind of really actually fucked up. I'm surprised Peta's not weird upset about this. That there was a predator dog. There was not only he had a, dreads. There's a predator dog with dreads, which that's not even the worst part. The worst part is they basically lobotomized him, so he was like, you know, I don't know a polite he kept word. Fetching things. I don't know a polite word to say this, but he was, um, man, I'm, I'm trying to think of a polite way to say this. I don't know how to say it. He was stupefied, incredibly stupefied. The dog became a fucking he, moron. He became a Harry Potter spell. Yeah, the, the I, that's the polite way of saying it. But this dog was the worst part of the film. It made no sense. It could track the predator like eight hundred miles away, and and they followed the fucking dog in a helicopter. I'm like, how slow were they driving that helicopter? Like, there's so many problems with this. Well, film. Well, helicopters can hover. Like, I know that's they can hover. Why people but this, get them. I understand the premise, but they chased a dog like 400 miles in a helicopter going if at it's a predator, slow speed. Well, if it's a predator dog, it's probably a lot faster. I guess. Because it wasn't like the dog. That's not even the main the premise. The dog didn't turn into a predator. It already was, was a, a predator. predator dog. Because they're messing with hybridization, which is also stupid. So what's stupid is they build a super predator, which, by right. the way, if a predator wasn't badass enough, you have to make a genetically altered predator, which, by the way, the original predator kills like 60 dudes in the first 10 minutes. The super predator doesn't kill any humans. I, I checked again. He he accidentally punches, you know, fucking Key and Peel guy into a fucking tree 
but don't know he, which one he is, I, Key or Peel. No, I think he's Michael Keegan. I think that's his name. So I think he's Key. Yeah, because Jordan Peel. Yeah, is the to get out. Yeah, the proper name. The proper name. Director. But yeah, technically, I would give that kill to the tree. <laughs> like, if I'm being fair, tree one or no, the punisher zero. No, that's funny. He doesn't even kill him. The the Punisher grabs a gun and they shoot each other, all like looking each other in the eyes, oh, all yeah, intimate and shit. That was weird. And the Predator was like huge and the, just like a brute. He's a Chad. <laughs> <laughs> An alpha Chad. I imagine there's like incel predators. <laughs> but straight up, I'm like, your original Predator was so much cooler. That's what we came to see. When you made this CGI super Predator, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So basically the movie sucked. Movie sucked balls. It was too bad. And we'll go more we, into it later. We saw them at Comic-Con. They were really funny. They had Super great chemistry. Funny. That the, Again, really funny scenes or like just a few good scenes. Overall movie fucking oh, sucks. Right, right. So let me get back to that real quick. The whole idea was that the Predator was drop, dropping off this package to defend it from the other Predator planet because the Predators were coming to invade. I'm like, first of all, Predators aren't like aliens that conquer planets. No. They're hunters. They're like tribes of hunters. It's like how aliens are used as weapons. They're they're not... They're just like a hive mind that just all runs yeah, at you. Yeah, they're not going to conquer a planet. Like, that's not their goal. They're not freaking Mandalorians. Actually, they don't even do that. I'm trying to think of like... They're not Vulcans or what? what's the thing from Star Trek? I don't know. You know aliens. Uh, Klingons. They're not Klingons. They don't go planet to planet conquering. That's not like their thing. They they have a different thing. They just they they're, have their own sophisticated their planet. Thing is their it's name. very yeah ritualistic. They are predators. They're sports hunters. And yeah, there was funny dialogue and it was written really well. And sure, Olivia That's Munn Shane's gets Black's naked thing. or something. Is Olivia Munn? Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, she, she and gets, then she complained because of harassment. And, but whatever. Um, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. Ugh. That was a Me Too thing with that movie. With it, that it film? Was, yeah, it was Shane Black's friend that he puts in all of his movies and he was like harassing women or he like sexually assaulted a woman or something. And she's like, I don't feel comfortable with him on set. And she didn't get her way. Ugh. And so that's why it was kind of awkward at the... Uh, well, that movie gets down three points. Yeah. And that's supposed to be his friend. And he defended his friend even though his friend was like charged Doing with whatever shit. he did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that movie sucks more balls now. Okay, um, I think that's it for... That's uh, comic-related. Oh, so we still have some more worse movies. Oh, yeah, but we'll take a break. We're going to take a break. uh, We've got a few more lists for you guys. This is going to be a long one. So sit back, eat your cheesecake. Get your cheesecake. Again. Venom, 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 venom. No, we, no we're going it's to do our worst. Oh. I told you. We planned this. It's, it is on our I worst. had a plan. You're not Dutch, okay? Faith. You're not Dutch in, in heritage or in name. Mm. So, 
We have this is our our list of generally the some of the worst movies we saw this year. I would like to start off with the first one. So, I was trying to be um, we didn't get to watch a lot of films this year. Not, not as, as many as we'd like. Not as many as we like. So, I was trying to watch as many as possible. So, one so we, there was one week where we watched a couple films back to back to back just like night after night after night. And I I uh I very much persuaded you to watch this film, even though you strongly urged me and and pleaded to not watch it. I really didn't want to watch it. I thought we would have a good time, but it it I should have listened to the title, which is "Bad Times at the El Royale," because it was bad. It was very bad bad. times in a film. Can't put that word because you have a bad time. It lived up to its title. I also had a bad time. I felt like I was held hostage at a film. But with my non-refundable ticket, I watched the whole damn thing. Again, good sequence, bad film. It and did it, have good sequences. And great cinematography. That movie looked gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. I will give it that. It had a few pluses, but damn, that movie fucking sucked. And it, it shouldn't yeah. have because it had good actors. All the great acting cast. was on point. It's weird when that happens. There's Well, this is how I know a movie's going to go south because the person that you found the most interesting died the first 15 minutes into a two and a half hour movie that did suck you know they 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 did that in pulp fiction and they re-edited it so that what's his name john travolta lived till the end Mm -hmm. but he's supposed to die like timeline wise pretty soon into the film so that's the the power of editing Saved in the edit. Well, what's weird is that movie kind of does that where with the weird time jump of things. But it doesn't do it well. Yeah, it doesn't really. Like I said, there's filmmakers now that are more inspired by style than by story. Mm -hmm. They're just making movies that they've already seen. But it doesn't work because those movies were inspired in the first place. Right. And he also wrote this, right? The, the director? I believe so, yeah. Because the guy who made this is actually a director of photography. He's mostly known for his actual skill at making a film look good. Then, like, you know, he's not a not writer. Not that a DP can't write or direct or whatever. This but is not a case to say that one can, though. <laughs> no, I think he was more focused on, like, making the movie look cool rather than make a story. Because you can, you can shoot a story on a fucking iPhone, but it could still be equally as compelling as Schindler's List if you need it to be. Right. It's not about necessarily about the tools. It's how you use the tools to tell the story. Right, and this movie did not did not use the tools to tell the story. It had all the tools, or or the part that I don't think was supposed to be a joke with the guy that was a military veteran in Vietnam, and he killed. Oh my god! He killed like (laughs) two hundred people, and everyone laughed. We laughed so hard. So there's, I'm gonna spoil this shit. So there's a bellhop who's like this 13-year-old heroin addict. Like, he's very young. He looks he's like not Tom. He's 13. He's like 18, He's like in 19. His, definitely an adult, for he's sure. Bare, he's not in his mid-20s. But he is like a skinny little fucking kid. He literally looks like a skinnier version of Tom Holland. If Tom Holland had an a brother uglier, that did crack. An skinnier version of Tom Holland. And in the middle of the film, like or like in the later end of the film, everyone has a dark secret that comes out. And the only person you don't expect to have the dark secret is the fucking bellhop. But he does have a secret. The secret is is that he killed 217 people in Vietnam. This man is a motherfucking killing machine. He does not stop. He literally quick scopes for a living. He can pick up a rifle with his foot, shoot a dude with one arm. This motherfucker 
is a little bitch the whole film. Now, I don't know if you know any people in the military that have ever been in the military, but even if they haven't killed anyone, they are still not a person to fuck with. You do not step on these people. You do not mess with these people. I don't care what military they're in. You don't. This man was the fucking, I don't know, he was the, the newt scamander of the military. He, he couldn't speak in a full sense. He was afraid of regular customers, even a priest. Like, he had problems speaking he to a priest. He watched people in their room. I mean, this, this character. So, when this whole character is being squirmy and you know nothing about him, you think he's just like a mama's boy. And then the last 10 minutes of the film, he goes, I've murdered 217 people. The whole theater laughed because we thought it was a joke. And it was supposed to be like, I feel like it was supposed to be dead serious. It was. He goes all John Wick and he starts murdering people. By the way, that is an extremely high kill count for anyone in the military. 217 or whatever number he said. I mean, he must have been out there for by himself for a hot minute. He would not be a bellhop. He would be an American war hero. Oh, for sure. Like, I'd... Well, well, I mean, Vietnam, Vietnam, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. But even then, like, as someone who was in the military and did kill people, th- during the scene, they're under extreme duress. Like, they're captured and tied up and being beaten. Anyone in the military would not fucking let that happen, no matter what amount of PTSD they had. He was like, I, I don't do that anymore. Dude, you're going to fucking die. And these people you like are going to fucking die. That makes no sense whatsoever. Also, he was given many opportunities to get out of that situation. With, right. When once he does get out of the situation, he changes his mind. Stupid. He just goes fucking John Wick. He just picks up an M1 Garand and starts shooting bitches like it's no tomorrow. And these aren't like, you know, it's not a firefight. He's getting headshots left and right. No one stands a fucking chance against this guy. Like, like this is the 13-year-old John Wick that you He's never saw 13. coming. He couldn't be he in the military nine. if he was 13. He's probably seven. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay, you... <laughs> <laughs> why does he keep getting younger? Well, let me tell you why. The bitch looks like he was born yesterday. You know that expression, born yesterday? He invented it. He looks like he was born yesterday. Well, anyway, so bad times at the, at the movie theater with bad times at the El Royale, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That was, and what sucked the most about this movie is it's really long. Like, it's not even, it doesn't even give you the courtesy of being like an hour and a yeah. half. It makes you sit. It wasn't sit. like an experiment. It was like. Makes you sit and watch those long, drawn out, wannabe Tarantino scenes. You know when your friend makes you watch a YouTube video you don't want to watch? I'm that guy that makes my friends do that. Yeah. This was all the payback I needed. This I won't do that all again. the YouTube videos. I but I again. had to also sit through it, too. That's the thing. Yeah. I was there. World's unfair, man. I don't want to tell I you. I was there. All also, right. the acting, like, by Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth. was surprisingly bad. Stupid. Yeah, I didn't get the point. He was, a like, a weird cult, cult hippie. Cult hippie that kills people. That, <sighs> who had no real morality or kind of, like, sense of, like, he was literally. He had just no like, philosophy. He's like, I have no up, philosophy. Mike? That's my philosophy. I'm like, that's a bad philosophy. <laughs> I guess I, so. I don't. I guess you just have charisma. Is and that why the, we're following and you? And then the weird sister that was like in love with him that murdered like four people, when including they got John back. Wick. And her sis, she killed her own sister. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is uh, just garbage film. I'm I'm actually upset that we're still talking about. That was a it. Can shit. We, can we move to number four? All right. Wait, number four. Number two, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> skipping over the rest of the movies. Okay, so this is probably... Everyone's going to be mad at me for this one. I put it on the this list. This is not a new movie, but yeah. This I also just, disagree with you. These are just movies we saw. 
I'm not saying the movie is awful, but wasn't well, as good as everyone said for sure. No, it's extremely overrated. Big Hero Six. I know you were scared to say it. You also, scared. this should have been on our other list, at least the other list for me, because this is a source to screen. Pretty sure this is based off a comic. I'm pretty sure it is well. So we'll probably get to that, and we don't want to talk about it too much here, but yeah. you found it extremely disappointing. I loved the big marshmallow dude. I th- He wasn't in the movie enough for me. I wanted him to do more stuff, but it uh-huh. was mostly about the, the, obviously, the superheroes. I'm just like, this shit, it was just boring. Like, mm-hmm. I I liked the setup of the movie, but then it just got dumb when the the dude murdered people, the scientist, which yeah. I saw coming. I'm like, well, it's probably him. Well, there's a couple of reasons why I don't like that surprise because I'm like, it's too obvious. And also he's wearing a kabuki mask. So I'm like, oh, that's cultural appropriation, A. B, <laughs> um, yeah, that was like, it was like so obvious that he was the villain. I'm like, they're gonna they're gonna pull one on us, and he's not gonna be the villain. It also didn't make sense because his daughter wasn't dead. Yeah, if he had just waited like half a day and just asked them, like, "Is my daughter dead?" and they would have been like, "No, she's just in this like weird." weird I think they thought she dimension. was dead too. They just didn't know. Yeah, but he still shouldn't murder people, which didn't even work. Right, and I mean, I guess he didn't know because they weren't like, "Oh yeah, the the pulse rate came back." We'd be like, "Let's try to open the portal." You know, an Ant Man, he wasn't like, "My wife is." It, Actually, he did think his wife is dead. Maybe you guys should look in these other dimensions before you lose your family members. Also, don't send your family members to other dimensions. It's probably not no, going to so work. That was out. her choice, though. He, send he a was monkey. there. No, he was there. Or when is that, that fucked happened? up now? Yeah, monkeys have rights too. Um, yeah. legitimately there's actually a whole documentary about that snails no not the snails okay what's an animal that no one likes send the desert camel spider wasps send wasps send all the wasps no one likes wasps send every wasp to a different dimension they don't do shit for no one matter of fact if it doesn't even progress society or science send all the wasps to another dimension please I fucking hate wasps one landed on me when I was walking in the like in the Uh, crosswalk and I lost my shit. It was in the middle of fucking downtown LA and there's this wasp. It's like and it just lands on my shoulder. I'm like "Ah, what do I do? What'd you do? Uh, Well the person I was with was like freaking out but then we were just in the middle of the crosswalk and everyone's like oh shit a wasp just landed on her and they got someone gave him like a magazine and he like hit it off of me. Dope. My hero. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Enough about that because we might talk about it later. Let's talk about another uh, Jurassic disappointment. Jurassic World. Fallen titties. Kingdom. Fallen films. Suck dick. Didn't make sense. I'm tired of kids going to see a movie about dinosaurs that has Chris Pratt and their focus Chris of attention Pratt. is Chris Pratt. They're like, oh, I want to go see Chris Pratt. I'm like, that's not why you go see a Jurassic Park movie. You go to go see a fucking dinosaur. Unless Chris Pratt is doing the voice of a dinosaur or is playing a dinosaur. Possibly, but still. The whole movie was a stupid concept. There wasn't a single part. They, they advertised the shit out of it with Jeff Goldblum. He's in it for four minutes going... Uh, life uh, finds a way. Goodbye. <laughs> and he's like, where's my $3 million? I'm Jeff Goldblum. That, that's what happened there. I watched yeah. it with my entire family, and I had a great time because it was a good time to spend with my family. But They, they all thought it sucked. So to Yeah, be fair, that, uh, it's Nobody really hard. It. It's hard when they like a movie, and I'm like, yeah, it was, it was great. You are so funny about that, though, because you will not admit it. I have to bring it out of you to be honest about it. my family. I just want to have a good time, man. Well, you can still just talk. About films. It's not the end of the world. 
They still love you if you don't agree. I just don't want to be that guy because I'm the only one that that doesn't make the films. That's not true. Everyone liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. It was garbage. It was. But again, I'd preface with... As filmmakers, mm-hmm. we look at movies very differently, and we've seen a lot more movies at Fair. this point. Fair. Fair. So, anyways, did you have anything you want to say about it? It sucked. Okay. It Good didn't stuff. make any sense. Don't watch it. It's a waste of your fucking time. I'm not even going to talk about. We're not going to talk about number four because we have a whole we, episode about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we should we should have talked about it better. But fantastic Peace. bitches, and, and where, where to, to fuck them. Um. <laughs> That's no bad. Um, we have a whole episode on why this movie's garbage. I it, we even have some segments on our Instagram that we kind of animated with text, so you can go take a look at it. I don't even want to talk about this movie. I never want to see it again. <laughs> it was it, again as filmmakers. Not only as filmmakers was this movie bad, but as a f- person who enjoys films or, or a person who just Harry a Potter's. general yeah a watcher of films, this movie. Was an extra level of was stupid. Something else. Extra level of stupid. Man, I'm sorry, J.K. Rowling. I know you wrote the script, but that's you need to go back to write a book and have school. someone write a script based off the book. Yeah, you're book still first. gonna make your money. Yeah, right. You just write books, man, or do that weird child's curse thing. Okay. Yeah, write a screenplay or no, write a stage play and then be like, oh, that's the, exactly the same thing as a screenplay. I'll just do that. I scruffled my beard on the mic. They didn't. All right, moving on, suckers, uh, motherfuckers. Okay, yep, so that's it for our worst other films. Worst uh, other films. Uh, we didn't put Bohemian Rhapsody because we thought it was like meh, and it's just not worth talking about. It's just not worth talking about. Other films are just not worth talking about. Do you like about. Queen music? Fucking just go watch you it. Go You'll have a good time. to the, their music. Our surprise films. These are the films that surprised us, so as this you can tell by the title. Number one is probably... Like the dopest film. Top top three, if not number two, on my favorite movies of this fucking year. It was uh, a mind fuck. It was great. It it <laughs> fucking upgrade. upgrade. Holy shit. With, Holy with discount Tom discount Hardy. Discount Tom Hardy. I'm so sorry, Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> I you are an actor in your own right, but you look very much like Tom Hardy. And it gets confusing. But that's fine. Use it. Because I like it. you. You're a great actor. We, she still thinks you're in Venom. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, actually, he would be probably be a better Eddie Brock. Maybe. Any, any actually, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no one would know the difference. Honestly, they wouldn't. <laughs> but what's important to note here is this movie was unconventional. I think it's a Blumhouse film, right? Yep. It's a Blumhouse film. It's super experimental. It's super. Just this. It's something out of a comic book. It's something out of a. Uh, it's very a nerd 80s orgasm. Video game. It. It's got everything you fucking want. And the ending. The ending did not see that shit coming. There are films that come like this every once in a while that really just make you go, movies can be made with fresh ideas. This is just one of those movies that slaps you in the face and goes, we're still around, bitch. And runs away. And oh you're like, come God. back. It doesn't need a sequel. I don't want to see... An, I, th- I'm not going to see a film like this for a while. They're not going to make an, an upgrade to. That's it's not going to happen. <laughs> upgrade 2.0. But, but man, that dude needs to, to make that. more movies. Like, does whoever... Everyone that worked on that... The colors... Pat yourself the, on the back. The fight scenes. The story... 
the cinematography, the acting, it just just like choreography. Oh my gosh, yes! It even was the world great. building is very minimalistic, but you do get a sense of that world through the characters Ex- and their interactions. Exactly, and I do like that about some movies where they don't try and explain everything; they just like leave Tell it up story. to you. Yeah, leave it up to you to decide. But it's more about the story yeah. that's happening in that moment. Not its ever expansive universe because I feel a dark like film too. it is super dark. Just oh my god, I could talk about the movie for days. It's so good. Very, I don't. If any flaws, very little. And the thing is, what's funny is there's some movies that do this to me. I'll I just saw the 30 second clip on Instagram that shows him like doing the the, the moves, and I'm like, I need to see that. I want to see what this is about. Yeah, I don't I, know. Just I just get this like thing when I just see certain clips, and I'm like, "All right, we're going to see that this weekend." Let's well, go. it was funny because we saw that on accident because I wanted to see Han Solo. Really glad we saw this because it was. Yeah, weird. you were mad. You're like, I was really mad. You were not about. You picked F-Bird. the wrong theater. I was mad because <laughs> we said we were going to see Solo. I don't like. Do- I like plans. I like planning things. I like following the plans. You change. Do the I plans. look like a guy with a plan? plan. <laughs> I'm just a dog chasing cars. I just. I mean, we should just movie hop more, and then it won't matter. But we see movies so late, we we've can't movie hop. We've admitted to more illegal things on this podcast. I don't than think I we've intended. ever movie hopped together, though. Yeah, we have. The original Fantastic Beasts at MovieCo in October of 2016. Wow. Yeah. You really remember that? It's Harry Potter. It's going to make us fucking money. Yeah, we, I think we saw actually Rogue One and then that. It's Another st- Funny. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. We just can't say where we did it. But movie co thousand dogs west house. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the first one. The second one we put on here, Aquaman. Hawkman. Now we did Hawk-a-man. an episode on this, and it's actually probably my favorite episode of this year. I think we did a really solid job. I feel like we always do good episodes near the end of the year for some reason. Maybe because we stopped giving a shit. I don't know. Potentially. But I think it's a really solid film. And I think you should check it out. People give it a lot of crap. That's the thing. I think it's a hate it or love it situation. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say I loved it. I don't think it was the uh, you put it on worse films. No, you just didn't put it anywhere. You put it as a surprise. Never mind. Well, I f- we just talked about it, so I didn't right. feel like we. It's it's a really. Solid it's also film. not like the best movie I've seen this it's year. It's a solid seven or an eight. But I like you. That's just a movie where you just gotta let go, have, have a, a beer, and just chill. Don't try and think you're gonna see the next Infinity War, and you'll have a, a kick ass time with this, this year. This was a great year for superhero. To films. be f- well, you know what's funny about just side note about superhero films. I think it's funny now that they were not revered as anything, and now there's like. There's a formula, there's a standard of superhero films now in terms of like critics. Characters, costume design, it's like a whole. Not even just that, just amongst like actual film critics themselves, they didn't view them as real movies. They're just fluff. Now, times have changed and there's Mm -hmm. like a standard as like a film critic for what genre yes exactly of what what makes a superhero movie good which i don't think there is any real like checklist you know what i mean i don't think it's about actor i don't think it's about director blah 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 we already have one just like we've like like as as a culture we've made these things but there isn't necessarily yeah a superhero movie can just come out of nowhere and be good i think that's what's so great about Mm. the genre what you would expect to be good 
can suck and what you wouldn't expect to be good ends up being great. If Upgrade was a superhero movie, I think it doesn't follow that formula and does its own thing very well. That's what I'm saying. Or just actors like Willem Dafoe. Who would expect Willem Dafoe to be a fucking comic book villain? He mm-hmm. played Jesus. End the podcast right there. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like their superhero movies can have anyone, any director, any anything can happen. I think that's what's so great about them. But now, it's funny now that because they were frowned upon. Yeah, now, now they're, they're becoming revered. more elitist, and now there's a standard for superhero movies, which is kind of it's kind of disappointing. I want them. It's kind of like when people start liking comic books all of a sudden mm-hmm. because this shit's happening. You're like, no, that's that's mine. Mm-hmm. I like this shit. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I think right. that's I think that's what's great about in connection that Aquaman. I think people are too harsh on the movie, and I'm like, yo, this movie's just trying to be fun. It's not trying to change Keyword the world. Fun. Yeah, fun. and it's I had fun with Jason Momoa. I would watch him more. Yeah. Um. So the story was solid. Be sure to look at our other episode for that. We go much more into depth. Which, by the way, I didn't realize we had a lot of. We said deep a lot. Like I, I listened Maybe to the podcast. Maybe it's like Pavlovian. Yeah, and we never made a pun about it. Or like I think I even said shallow at one point. I'm like, man, I'm a real fucking idiot. I didn't see I those puns. I wish they could have saved uh, Sam Jackson. In what? Aquaman. I just imagine he's like in that submarine. They're looking for the shark in Deep Blue Sea. That is an odd movie reference. You can't just quote that <laughs> in nowhere. I had no idea what you're talking about. I bet anyone listening to this had no idea what you're referring to. But that would be cool if, like, when Sam Jackson gets what eaten that, by the shark. Yeah. Or, like, in Jaws, like, he's like, blow up, you son of a bitch. Aquaman just comes and goes, <laughs> <laughs> I might make an edit of Aquaman just saving everyone just in water situations. Just put an eye patch on, on Sam Jackson and pretend it's Nick Fury. He's then. like, look, we're the best-selling comic movie ever. Fuck you. <laughs> um, let me see. What else was on that list? Number four, or number three, Venom. Venom. Look. I had a good time. That's why I put it on this list. I knew it was not a good movie. Definitely not my favorite, but I had a good time. <laughs> really solid jokes. It was an odd... I think a lot of stuff could have been changed and would have made it a really great film. Like I said, it is dated in a weird way. But if you read Venom comics, the movie is surprisingly similar. I don't think Venom has had very strong comics. And I don't think this is a very strong film. But if the creators were going for like accuracy on comics or like you know it's themes, not super it's not far off. off. I think it's just the actual writing of the film itself is, yeah. is not rock solid. Agreed. But also listen to our Venom episode. We go more into that. Um, those but some Venom did, comics are fucking weird. Those two did really well. Uh, Venom and Deadpool. No, Venom and uh, Aquaman are doing well. Also, that's fine. And Ant Man, like it's all the movies that You're I think like, oh, I think okay. people are second guessing before they see them. They're like, "Is it good?" So they listen to our podcast, and right, millions they check of people listen to our. I podcast. don't mean millions. <laughs> well, it's got like a lot of plays on those specific episodes. So I'm like, well, why wouldn't people listen to Infinity War? Well, probably because they already know it's going to be good. I do. I have sensed that because it, it, uh, some of the movies that people aren't sure about, they definitely listen to our podcast. And yeah, I've some of them. Like, those are usually our better like, episodes. Our though. better episodes are like our most viewed is like Ant Man. I'm like. Really? <laughs> That's the one you want to listen to? Okay. But yeah, I, we really appreciate it. Um, we're going to shout out some people at the end here. So yeah, Venom, it had a good time. Not mm-hmm. a good movie. I know it's not a good movie, but... Not a bad movie. Guilty pleasure. It's just kind of one of those. Yeah, I'm drunk. I'll watch it. What's <laughs> another movie that's like that? There's another movie, comic book movie I watch. I'd say I, I like uh, Hulk. Incredible Hulk? 
that one and the other one. I don't know why. The Ang Lee one? Yep. That's my guilty pleasure. I know I the movie it. sucks. I won't watch it. It's one. It's for me. I saw it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I did too. And I was really into superheroes at the time. I, so I was just so like, was I. I I liked um, I liked the comic book panel. I the the intro was really weird. Yeah, like the starfish getting cut. No, not not that. The one with the kid when Bruce is like with his dad and his dad's beating the mom. Mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah uh, that that scene has always stuck with me for some reason then there's an explosion yeah. in the background so i don't know that that's another guilty yeah, let's do a source of guilty pleasure that. i haven't watched it in a minute uh number four for our surprise films is actually pretty good death of soups death of superman we watched it at comic-con if you haven't watched it, it's an animated film based on the famous comic death of superman it does a really nice take on superman because I really fucking hate Superman. It's very hard for me to you like Superman. Oh, man. It's hard for me to like him. It's so hard. You say this all the fucking time. All the time. He's boring. But this you movie this did a good all job. All the time. I hate Superman. Stop. He's boring. Okay. Uh, we put Blades of the Immortal again. If you don't know. That was a surprise movie. That was a surprise movie. It was surprisingly good. Yeah. So we, we talk about it. Okay. Number six. This is you. I'm not talking about this. Why? You liked it. I had an okay time. I'm not talking about the bucket. Don't make me talk about the spy who dumped me. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. The spy. Not Melissa McCarthy. No, it's Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis and the other chick. <laughs> the chick from SNL. That movie. There was some cool shots in that movie. Cool sequences. I'm not okay. Yep. Why? I'm not talking about. You know you liked the. I movie. I had a good time. We had a good time. I would recommend it. Little date movie. Like, this is not Take a movie that I'm going to avidly say, oh, yeah, I love this movie. Oh, no, 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 no. This, again, surprise movie. We just went for the fuck of it, and we actually really enjoyed ourselves. So I didn't know it was rated R, and then I'm like, oh, dicks and blood and brains getting spoiled out. I'm like, dope. That was a surprise. Yeah, there's a lot more spice. It, also, it was funny. Well, never mind. Actually, I'm not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. When a, there, a character dies, and I didn't expect that at all. I'm like, oh, the movie's going this way then. Yeah, it was very surprising. <laughs> But it was a very comedic moment because you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) All around a very fun film. Yeah. All right. And then we're getting into our last part, which is our honorable mentions. But these are not comic books. These are just films as a whole. If you're watching the Golden Globes, you're looking forward to the Oscars. I think two of mine are books, but they're not comic books. Yes. But we haven't got into those yet. Yeah. So you can go with yours and I'll go with mine. All right. Number one, which Mr. Blueberry Probert wasn't a big fan of. I think it's a good film. I didn't have a good didn't time. didn't enjoy yourself. So It's a big distinction. So the thing is, there's movies that you can admit are good, but you don't enjoy. I enjoy movies all around, even if I feel uncomfortable. Because I'm like, Titanic. well. Titanic. I didn't, did not enjoy that film, but I know it's a good movie. The movies, it's, someone is going to fucking give me shit for that, and they're going to disagree with you. Um, I mean, they'll be on your side about how they don't like it, but they don't think it's a good movie. Okay. And they know who they are. Um, yeah, I know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number one, Annihilation. I think that movie is amazing. It's the same guy who directed uh, Ex Machina, and he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later and all most of the Danny Boyle movies. It just it it the movie is like it's a sensory type of movie to me because you feel just so beyond yourself like you feel alien like, to your own self like it makes yeah, your exact, skin crawl it, yeah it's it's really weird it does make you really uncomfortable and you've been scared for the characters or just like it's 
the movie because i feel like people went in thinking oh this is going to be like a science fiction movie that's going to explain everything but it ended up being more of like a mind uh a test of the mind right. rather than that and there's like some really sad sad moments like when certain things happen to certain characters and won't spoil it because it's actually a solid film that i feel like we shouldn't spoil because not a lot of people saw it it actually didn't do well according to its um, predictions for like box office. So I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get a sequel. Well, it's a hard sell. Like, it's a hard, how do you market that movie? Literally, I don't think enough people saw it because it should have been a movie that was sold by word of mouth. There is a scene in that movie that gave me nightmares, and I won't spoil it because it literally it, it is amazing though. Fucking scared the shit out of me. Not that it's super hard to do, but to do it to this extent was like I would I would look both ways before crossing the street, even though this thing shouldn't be in the middle of the street. Like it, it's it, 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 the directing is the absolutely yes on part. Like there's shit that you will not forget after watching this movie and just feeling just uncomfortable, just on edge like that. Um, but yeah, this is a great movie. Uh, I think we both agree. On I put it. I took it off my list because we were just talking about. We both it agree now. on this one. I love dogs. Uh, good Wes Anderson film. Solid animation. Solid voice acting. Solid story. I don't know what else to say about it except it's solid. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, your next one. This one I also very much enjoyed. Kind of unsettling, but Did we I see th- we saw this in 2018, right? Like Christmas. We, yeah, week. yeah. We saw this like a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, the favorite. Now this is this movie Not probably isn't definitely for everyone. This is again we are very into films. We also like you and I like Shakespearean stories. Oh, for sure. This movie is like textbook Shakespeare. It's it's so fucking funny though. Like there's a lot going on. Going on in the movie. And it's crazy how they mix sort of the Shakespearean drama and the humor and the time period and everything. And it like the characters are just ridiculous. And again, the woman who plays uh, the queen in the movie just won a Golden Globe. I'm sure she'll win very an Oscar. Well she's very well deserved. She's so funny in the film. I would say the ending is very unsatisfying, but not bad. It's not a bad ending. It's just like you walk out going. Well, it's one yeah, of those. Shit. It's yeah. It's one of those like this is the message of the film. The characters ended this way for a specific reason. Yes, exactly. It's They're just, just kind of is a revolving cycle. Shitty. Not really. It's one of those. They're never. I think it was a good ending. I mean. You it's just not didn't, a, it's not a well. It's not happy. It's not a bad ending. It's just not satisfying. I suppose. I don't know how. Because sometimes a like a dark ending can be satisfying. This one was just kind of in a weird. Well, he's area. a weird director. He's a ve- it's a very weird. Movie. He did the lobster and still wanted to see that. You said you didn't like the lobster. It, um, we'll talk about it later. It's <laughs> tough. Again, this is a very divisive director. I think. I don't okay. think he's. I don't think he's a cut and dry like type of person mm-hmm. i think your next film though is definitely worth talking about well we just saw this it, yeah. but it came out in 2018 yeah it came out it came out in 2018 like it came December, out like, like 27th I think. yeah i think it had an early release or as minimal release in november and now they're doing a wide release oh, for okay. oscar season um if beale street could talk this Very is emotional. a love story on a different level. The, I don't think a love story has ever been told in this way where there's just so much going on in terms of the connection between family and racism. And even the girl who is, um, is kind of the antagonist of the film, things still happen 
that whatever happened to her still happened. There was no justice for her right. either, in a way. I wouldn't call her the antagonist, but yeah. I, well, I don't know what to call her. She is, she is kind of like she doesn't help the characters Definitely in not. the film. If, if anything, she hinders them. But she she is also a victim of her circumstance. Now, so like this film has an ending that is dark, but it's good for the sake that it. Well, it's realistic. It's realistic and it delivers the message. Now, and I would say it's satisfying in the sense that you're like, shit, that's. That's the way the cookie crumbles. So to say the premise of the film really quick, mm-hmm. uh, a man and a woman, uh, they're both black. It's in during the 1960s into the 70s. They're young. They get together. And then the the uh, boyfriend is accused of raping, v- viciously raping uh, a Puerto Rican woman. And he is sent to prison. And basically the movie sort of centers around the girl and her family dealing with the fact that he's in jail because they find out she's pregnant and his family dealing with the fact that he's in jail and having a child or a grandchild out of wedlock. And there's just like, it's so it's, uh, it's a poem. Like it's a film poem between the music and the cinematography and just sort of the weight of the story. It's so hard to, I, I, that's just, the best I can describe it. It is when you watch it, it's just poetry. It's it hits all the on marks. film, yeah, it, and it, it it'll make you story. cry. Yeah, it, it, I I teared up at a couple parts. It hits the story. It hits the soundtrack. It hits the themes. It mm-hmm. hits. But like, there's also a theme everything. of hope at the end, still, for, in my opinion, because the the yeah. film teeters between. Uh, it it goes between the affection between the characters. It jumps back and forth in time and stuff like that when they're happy and then when reality is, you know, happening in the present. But there's so much love and then so much injustice. There it's just it's a beautiful film. That's really all I can say. If you like good dramas, good movies, I would definitely say see this film and see Moonlight. I prefer Moonlight just from a filmmaker perspective. Hard to say for me. But at Beale Street, definitely, it's I cried like a couple times mm-hmm. in the movie. A very emotional movie. A movie not for bitches. You gotta you gotta have yeah. some real heart to go. You you movie. can't go in like being an asshole about this movie. You really gotta yeah. have a different mindset when you watch it. So Absolutely. great film. I think it should win Best Picture. I think it's a definitely a a, a film it. that people won't forget. Definitely. At least it has to win some award for just being such a unique film in its kind of field. My films, most of them I just realized, are not even from this year. I'm just catching up in some subcategories. I mean, your first one is? Yes, that's the only one. So Black Klansman, it's a really unique story. And, you know, uh, we do have a lot of these stories that are focused on racism and stuff. I think this is just a really interesting, ironic kind of way to lift the mood about a lot of these ones. Uh, you need your movies, like if Bill Street could talk. But I think if you had just one of these a year, it really can just lighten the the mood, the tension of you know these very serious topics. And I mean, it still has a lot of weight to it as a film. It's directed by uh, Spike Lee, mm-hmm. so there's some things I don't love about Spike Lee films. But overall, this film had a really good story, had good acting. Um, good history to it, and uh, all around, I really enjoyed it. And performances really made some of these like characters come to life. Uh, and I just the fact that it's a true story is just fucking hysterical to me. 
just the idea of a you know a black person entering the Ku Klux Klan, like you and it working, you couldn't come up with that shit because it had to happen. Well, when, what's funny, David Duke or whatever the fuck his name is, the leader yeah, of, of the, 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 the Ku Klux Klan, he called Spike Lee and he's like, "Man, I love your movies. Can you not make me look stupid?" And Spike Lee's like, "Fuck off." Did you get this number? Hey. <laughs> He's got, apparently David Duke's got connects, I guess. Yeah, no, he does, unfortunately. That's the worst part. I love your movies. I'd be like, yeah, which that's one? That's so weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> what Spike movie Lee, does he that's, like? That's what I'm saying. Spike Lee's like a quintessential director of black films, like purporting black injustice and violence in history and this. black people coming up. And David Duke's like, I like movies, man. How's it going? And he's like, not why the fuck are you talking to me? <laughs> I don't know what David Duke expected on that phone call. Right? I do not know. Can you, hey, man, can you not make me look stupid? Fuck off. What's funny is I actually wasn't going to focus on you, but now. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, when I, I watched the interview when someone, uh, when he told that story and someone asked him, what'd you say? And I'm like, what did you expect him to say? Yes. <laughs> like it's just stupid. It's great stuff. My second film on my list is a film I've watched like in the background, not really paying attention to. A film that definitely needs to be focused on. And I think if it came out, or, like what year did it come out? Uh, Like early, two, I want to say like 2003 or something. I'll probably say it's the best movie that year. I don't even know what else came out that year, but I'm going to go ahead and just say it was the best movie of that year. The... The movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. 2004. I was 2004. close. 2004. No, Spider-Man 2 came out that year. It's okay. It's a tie. Well, um, it's a good year for movies then. Great year for movies. But it was honestly just such a film that will take you by surprise. Even if you don't like Jim Carrey, this is a film where he's really someone else entirely differently. Every time I bring up that movie, someone says they don't like Jim Carrey. So that's why what I preface with that. Jim Carrey was really successful. Dude, I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. All of I a sudden, everyone hates Jim Carrey. I guess that's a thing. Which is weird because he's done less since then. Yeah, right. And now <laughs> it's cool to hate him. I'm like, man, I'm he's still. He's like about the Nickelback him. of actors. I know it sucks. Anyways, I love Jim Carrey. I have no issues. I, I I often got compared to him, so I'm actually like shit. To well, I love Jim Carrey, and well, I love you. So no, thank it's okay. You. But yeah, so I thought this film was amazing. It really has a different message on love and relationships. And I think that if you're in a relationship that's ever had a hard time, if you watch this film, you go like, oh, wait a minute, I'm a fucking human. That's right. This stuff happens. And then you just get over it. I think people have to understand that relationships have hard points. And this is just something that happens. And this whole film just tackles that theme of you know uncertainty and fear in love mm, everyone has the same mindset of right. well the premise of the story if you haven't seen it is this couple who um who forget each other quote unquote uh they actually had their memories erased because uh -huh. their relationship went south so they just erased each other from, from each other's their, life from their minds and it turns out it was very unhealthy to do that and they end up pairing you know in in odd ways that they don't know because they forgot you mm -hmm. know and you it's you kind of just see this weird parallel to you know erasing the past doesn't fix things and you can see it doesn't how go kinda, it never goes away no and you can see how it's spot like spirals like this this film is amazing mm -hmm. and there's so many sub stories that just come out that you're like oh shit oh shit and the way it's filmed and handled is just really unique not not a single film that I have seen recently has even come close to tackling these kind of themes. And I think that 
we could use not like a sequel, but some other film that tackles these same ideas. Just yeah. like a like a refresher. I mean, you should watch uh, Derek San Francis movies then. Oh, but okay. He's the guy that did um, Blue Valentine and what's his bigger movie that he did? I don't know. Uh, Place Beyond the Pines, like mm, movies like right. that. But they're not as fun as Eternal Sunshine. They're very mm. like very Shakespearean, very deep films. But they're they're still very good. Oh, I think he directed. Did he direct First Man? That wasn't him, was it? I hope no. Not, that was Justin Hurwitz. That wasn't very enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. That's that's one of my favorite movies. I tried not to let people watch it. Sometimes I'm like, so what? How are you feeling right now? Did you break up with someone? Yeah. Like this is not the time <laughs> to, to watch, watch that movie. It's very much about relationships. Very much about bad relationships and bad times in relationships. Right. So it's very important. Or to maybe watch, it's though. the movie maybe you need at the time. It depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that was just a movie. It was really good to revisit and watch as a whole. And another film that I think came out two years ago, but I think we watched it last year. I don't know. I don't even remember. I think it was like right before the awards. Was Loving Vincent, and I'm really mad that it lost to Coco. Sure, Coco was fun. Yeah, that I. 100% it's bullshit. Agree. Um, there are some weaknesses in the film, but just the film style. Basically, what happened is the film was filmed in like 16 or like what was it not even it wasn't 24 frames. It's like 16 frames or something, and it was hand painted. The entire every frame is hand is painted, painted in the style of Vincent Van Gogh. The movie is like an hour and 45 minutes of a living painting, and it's gorgeous. If you like Vincent Van Gogh's art, you'll love this film. It tells a really compelling story about, you know, the last couple days of Vincent Van Gogh. And uh, some reason everyone has a British accent. But other than that, um, it's a really great film. Sometimes the main protagonist isn't as compelling as I'd like him to be. But the whole film as all visually is is literally eye candy. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. I, think, I, I mean, I think the film is less about the story and more about the style. The yeah, the the, the presentation art. of the film, and it it is visually and aesthetically. I think that's why it made me sleepy because I was just so relaxed when I Honestly, watched. Honestly, I wanted to be like my desktop, but I tried to make something and it said, "This will kill your battery." And I'm like, <laughs> "This All right. will kill." Stupid I mean, it probably killed screen. somebody. It probably took them fucking forever to it make. It took that movie. four years, and they had like over two hundred artists or something like that and I, it has real actors like big name actors oh yeah in the for movie. sure they're just all british so if you haven't seen this film it's a gorgeous film and it's Again, gonna make my next film seem really silly and childish what's your next one so this film oh, is, is the void <laughs> now it's a horror film now if you get a horror film recommendation from me that means it's fucking good it is disgusting. It is disturbing. It is some monstrosity of a movie that you definitely should not watch alone. If you're a little bitch like me, you should not watch it with any firearms nearby or any fears nearby. This movie was terrifying in the best way. It was a Resident Evil kind of experience inside our home. We watched it on a tiny monitor, but even with like, you know, this little small not 1080p resolution screen, I was held on the edge of my seat, just like freaking out of what was going to happen next. It's grotesque. It's it's horrific in the best way. I honestly don't know how to describe this film because I don't like horror movies. It's, it's probably a, my it's definitely favorite a throwback, horror movie. Uh, to the 80s, like 100%. 80s horror movies, best era for horror, horror movies. movies. Yeah, it really... It has all the classic elements of horror movies without, you know, 
being dated. It really also leaves mystery at the end. It does leave mysteries. It's got it's a kind of a, a, a hospital mystery. Basically, I can't even describe the story because I still don't even know if I fully understand what fucking happened. But it is a great film that terrifies you and really keeps you on the edge of the seat, not knowing what's around the corner. And when once you do see what's around the corner, you're like, wow, I did not see this coming. <laughs> it, it reminded me less of Resident Evil and more of um, the other one. The Evil Within? Yes. Yes. I mean, they're very similar to me. But yeah. yeah. The Evil Within or what's that movie? Um What's the thing with the well, camera in the Zane Asylum, the video game? Oh, uh, Outlast? Outlast. It's like this crazy horror horror adventure. Well, that's what, like, people talk shit about the movie, like, in terms of reviews, because mm-hmm. they're like, well, the plot is thin. I'm like, dude, it's a horror movie. There's, what the fuck did you expect? It's not even like there is much of a plot. But again, you're following characters. Story, yeah. But it's not really, I wouldn't, it's almost hard to call it a plot. You're following characters that don't know what's going on. In a situation where they're just trying to survive. I guess yeah, the that's just the, that's it. People get stuck in a hospital with weird interdimensional shit happening. They Very don't video gamey. It's amazing. It's great. And uh, the visuals yeah. for this movie was like super, super indie. Super like, low budget. Like they barely, I think they made like a hundred grand off of like an Indiegogo or something. And it just looks freaking dope. To describe how scary and good I think this film is. Now that I've thought about it, scary. I wouldn't call it scary, but I mean, I'm a bitch. It's very, uh, I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight because I've thought about it for more than five minutes. <laughs> well, there's like, there are some weird scenes between. It's very graphic. Like psychologically mixed with the graphicness. Yeah. If you remembered a I, certain part. I remember, I remember the film. It, it's hard to forget. <clears throat> yeah. But Fear you can it never was, forget. It was a solid movie. It, was, it came out of nowhere. Just, we just randomly picked it. We're like, oh, that Why trailer looks cool. did we do that? Because it's on Netflix. I'm like, yo, this cinematography looks pretty dope. Let's it, watch this. It was dope. It, it's a dope project. If I would have loved to have been a part of that film, even though I, every day on set, I'd be like, no one fucking touch me. <laughs> like, if you get near me, you will be stabbed. You will be shanked by That's a pen. different horror movie yeah. altogether. Well, that's it for our, our, our list in our episode. I just want to shout out G-Mini, the G-Money, the G-Chisel, the G-Fizzle, the G... I don't have any more Gs. Just the G. Uh, let's see. Oh, G money. I, I understand. The GG. The GG. He's the original the G-G. big G. He's given the me OG. so much help on this podcast uh, that it's not even funny. Dude, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Just he's always been there. He's always been super supportive and always feedback had great too. feedback. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I like to know what we're doing wrong. Uh, to some of my family members, the JP and the AS. Those are the initial. I'm, I don't know. They have privacy and stuff, but right, they just right, moved. Right. So uh, once they listen to this podcast, just know that I've always appreciated you guys' responses and stuff. Any and all my uh, coworkers and friends that listen to this, I also really appreciate it. Same here. Thanks, uh, Cactus Corp, for yes, you Cactus know who Corp. you are. You know I you really are. appreciate you texting me right after each episode. Telling whether us it's we're full I of shit. whether I fuck up on the Harry Potter episode or you're like, yo, Justice League was amazing. I don't care. I love your feedback. I love that you listen. Really appreciate it, man. And any of my family members that uh, still stuck with the podcast, mm-hmm. thank you so much. The real true, my true. friend. The real true trues. To our two friends still- in uh, Ireland. Do we have any other friends in other countries? Uh, the a few. Hello, world. Hello, thank world. You. Thank you, world. Y'all matter. Just remember that. Are you sure we had no one in Finland? There wasn't anyone in Finland. It was the two people in Ireland. It was Ireland. Yeah. Well, thank you. 
consistent Irish listeners. Uh, yeah, you guys listen to the episode every week. I, I don't know anyone in Ireland, so I don't think it's like a family member. But I appreciate you guys listening. It's Maybe I cool. dropped a card or something when I was there. And they listened. Oh, you did go to Ireland. I did. You just dropped a, a business card and they're like, yeah, I'm going to check this shit out. Business card. I do too. Ireland's a very small country. They probably just, it's easy to get word of mouth there. Well, you know? we appreciate your guys' support because there's two. There's two people there. Mm. They're on different sides of the Ireland. But we're going to try and do more with the podcast. We're going to try and really uh, go farther with it. We're making a website. We're probably going to do more blogs, mm-hmm. do more videos and stuff like that. You know, just... Just make it big. Make it big. We're still going to do our Deadpool 2 episode. I know that came out this year, but we got behind and it wasn't that good, so we didn't want to do it. Maybe you want to hear what we have to say. Yeah, it. maybe you want to hear what we have to say, but so, sometimes that's like it for backs. me. But thank you all. Thanks thank for, the, for the comic shops that we frequent, Sparrow's Heroes. Collector's guys Paradise. For a Collector's Paradise. Arsenal, we're coming for you. Arsenal Comics, we, we may be coming if we drive east. We'll probably be coming. I'll probably come home on my way from work. You guys are pretty close to my work. Yeah. So thank you guys for the great uh, comics. Thank you guys for a great year. Look forward to seeing what 2019 has to offer for our source-to-screen adaptions. It's been real. It's been real, guys. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from.